Uh, and also Mike Trout only has one steal, and Peter Bordas has no steals. <laughs> okay, that's the intro, Sam. That's the intro. And then people will be like, what? And then later it'll make sense. Okay. All right. Good morning, and welcome to episode 184 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from BaseballPerspectus.com. I'm Sam Miller with Ben Lindbergh. And just before we start the show... Ben counts down three, two, one, mm-hmm. and he's not actually doing anything. He's merely telling me when to go, and yet he does it in this sort of slow, dramatic way, <laughs> like, like as though we all need to be quiet now, and like we're all getting our last pieces of business in order. And he goes three, two, <laughs> and then and then sometimes I interrupt him to ask him what number the and show is. And then I start is. at three again. And then so then <laughs> yes, and so he'll go one eighty four, and then he'll go okay three, two, one. <laughs> and there's no I guess there's no reason really even to count down because No, there's none. Just I say just... go. He also does it when it's his turn to introduce. <laughs> when he's the one introducing and there's no <laughs> there's no need to prep himself yeah. at all. No. There's no reason right. to, to hit record. I could just edit <laughs> the track. So that how are you recording? That's true, that's true. <laughs> You're right, it's true. We it starts when you decide it starts. So that uh, this is we're officially podcasting now. How um, how are you doing, Ben? Okay, I was just I was just reading because a, a few people tweeted at us or left comments about our hand warmer discussion from yesterday, uh, and raised the the very good point that I don't know why we didn't bring up. Uh, I I don't think it's a good point. You don't. Um, no. Well, people on on Twitter were asking. Whether maybe uh, a hand warmer would be prohibited um, by the rules, either either now or if people were to start using them, they would be prohibited because of the concern that pitchers would be keeping some stuff in there to doctor the ball with out of sight of the umpire. Uh, and I thought that was that was a valid question. Why do you not think that is valid? Because they already go onto the mound with a. Uh, large cloak-like device on one hand, and you're—I mean, it's not that hard to smuggle foreign substances onto the field. It's—it's it's hard to get away with it, and it would be hard to get away with it if you tried it. I mean, all they'd have to do is look at the ball, and/or go out and look at your hand warmer. It'd be really easy if, if an umpire had suspicions, or if a manager had suspicions and wanted to check, to go out and check. It's not like the hand warmer has like a, like a. A, 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 a time delayed lock that you wouldn't be able to open or anything like that. I mean, it, I don't think I don't think that you need a warrant, for instance, to look in a in a guy's hand warmer on the mound. Uh, and so I think that it would actually not really increase the um, the level of cheating in any way whatsoever, I mean, or the likelihood of getting away with it. Well, I mean, it's not always. you have a hat. They, they don't outlaw hats because guys have smuggled stuff on their hat. You're allowed a hat. Right. You're allowed a pocket. You're allowed a sleeve. But that's, you're allowed a glove. That's harder. I mean, especially today with ten Slightly. cameras trained on players at all times, uh, you can often see what's under the, the brim of a guy's cap. Um, but unless you had a camera inside the hand warmer... It's a completely enclosed space. I mean, people, it's not always detectable if someone is cheating, right? I mean, the idea is that it not be obvious cheating, that there would just be a little more movement on the pitch or something. But 
you don't want to make it so obvious you don't want gobs of spit flying off the ball or that will just give it away. Um, so I assume that, I mean, for all the pitchers who have cheated over time, I'm sure there are many more who have gotten away with it than have been caught doing it. Uh, or Do you think so? Do you really think, think so? Um, yeah, I would, I mean, I would think that's a good question. It'd be fun to try to figure that out. I wonder if that's true. I suspect that's not that true. I mean, I, I there, there are permissive eras, of course, right. where people got away with it because I mean, there have to was... be success stories. I would think for a pitcher to risk, uh, cheating and being removed from the game or suspended or whatever the punishment is, he would have to have seen or heard of someone who did it successfully and just pitch better without getting caught. I would think, I don't know. How, uh, best guess in the past 10 years, I, uh, there, I can't think of anybody who's been suspended for it, but it's probably, there's been a couple, but best guess in the last 10 years, how many pitchers have, have cheated in this manner? Uh, just having some kind of substance or file of some sort on them. Yeah. Yeah. With some sort of regularity, some, like some sort, like done, they did it more than twice. Uh, in the last 10 years, I, I would say it, it has happened. I would I would guess that it has happened, but not more than five, probably. I would think yeah. it's happened. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's much harder now uh, than it used to be. I mean, just the fact that there are high-definition cameras on everyone all the time um, makes it more difficult, I would think. Anyway, I looked at... Did- I looked at uniform rules. I couldn't oh. find a no hand warmer rule. Uh, I don't know. There, it, some of them are kind of open to interpretation. There's a lot of stuff about having different material or different colors or different patterns. You can't have that. So your your hand warmer would definitely have to be made out of of a baseball uniform or something like a baseball uniform and look like your uniform and be the same color as your uniform. Uh, there would, if it would be possible to to interpret it as some sort of, I don't know, deception device, then that would not be allowed. But I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. Uh, I don't know. The rules do not prohibit every possible item that you could bring with you to the mound. Um, so it's. I don't know. I, I would have to, to look more closely. There wasn't anything that immediately jumped out to me as, as something that would would pro- prohibit a player from using that. But very likely there there is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my topic is totally different. Mm-hmm. Mine too. Oh, crud. You have a topic. <laughs> I don't have to. I was really hoping that that was your topic. We've been talking for <laughs> nine minutes. Uh, what's your topic? Uh, I want to talk about trading international bonus money. Mm. Okay. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Brett Gardner, which I plan to write about right after we finish recording, so maybe I'll just just cover it quickly. Or you could we could make that your topic, and I could save mine for tomorrow because I'm not actually that informed about the idea yet. Okay. Should we do that? Uh, all right, or we can see how much we get out of Brett Gardner. Like the Yankees. Uh, uh, so tell me about Brett Gardner. You went to the game today. Yeah, I did, uh, at least in part to talk to Brett Gardner because I wanted to ask him about what he has been doing this year. Um, 
so far he has not looked a lot like Brett Gardner uh, in, I guess, in a number of ways. Um, he has been been good defensively, so that is, is Gardner-esque. He has not stolen a base, which is not Gardner-esque, but I don't think that means anything. He is not trying not to steal bases, but the thing that's different is that he is swinging a lot, or a lot more than we're used to seeing Brett Gardner swing. Uh, and he missed almost all of last season, but, but before that, when he was a full-time player and a very, very valuable player, uh, his thing was that he would just kind of stand there and not swing at anything. He would swing less than just about anyone in the major leagues. In, in 2011, he swung at 36% of pitches he saw, uh, which was the, the second lowest amount. Only Bobby Breu swung at, at fewer pitches in that season. Uh, so he would just sw- he just stand there and take a ton of pitches. Um, and a lot of those pitches were in the strike zone. But he would just let them go by and he would walk a lot. And then once he got on base, he was very valuable. He'd steal bases and he'd advance extra bases. Uh, and so now this year he is swinging an awful lot. Uh, he's, he's in the, the top 30 or so people, uh, as far as swing rate, he's at 47% before, before Wednesday's night, Wednesday night's game. So he's up, uh, about 11 percentage points just from last season in his, his brief time last season. Um, and that alone uh, would be, I mean, if he kept it up for a full season, uh, only one guy has has had that kind of change in swing rate over a full season, just in the, the pitch FX era of the past five years or so. Uh, Johnny Gomes, apparently, from 2010 to 2011, went from swinging half the time to swinging about how often Brett Gardner used to swing. Um, so it would be a, a, a very notable change. And What, uh, what percentile? Uh, changes it what uh not what, what, what how many what is the change from 36 to 50 or something what did uh, you say from well he was the last full season 2011 he was at 36 uh and now he is at 47 okay so it's it's pretty big uh, it's big yeah and so i asked him about it and and the other thing is that he's hitting a lot of fly balls which is not something that he has ever done before so i asked uh asked him if if one of those things, one of those trends was real or, or if both of those trends were real. Uh, the fly ball thing does not appear to be real. He is not suddenly trying to become a power hitter. Um, he's just been getting under balls, he said. So I wouldn't expect that to continue, but the aggressiveness thing uh, seems to be a real thing that he is trying to do this year. Um, he's, he's not going up there trying to swing at everything, but he sort of said that he felt like maybe he was letting too many good pitches go by uh, and possibly being too passive. Um, and he has tried to swing more often. He's not hes not necessarily trying to just swing regardless of where the pitch is. He's trying to swing at good pitches. But so far, he has been swinging more at pitches inside the strike zone and also outside the strike zone. And it's probably hard if you are if you have resolved to swing more, uh, only to swing more at good pitches. I would think um, you're inevitably going to swing at some not so good ones too. And I talked to Kevin Long, also the the Yankees hitting coach, and 
he said that it's something that they have been talking about for a while. It sort of sounded like he's been trying to get Gardner to do this for a while uh, and that he thinks it's going well so far and he's, he's happy with this transformation. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's kind of an interesting uh, evolution of a player who was really good uh, in his, his previous incarnation. We had him worth uh, about four wins or so in 2010 and 2011. Um, just just by getting on base quite a bit, by walking, and by being so good defensively and on the bases. And now he's, he's a, a new kind of aggressive Brett Gardner. So I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out over a full season. So far, he has not struck out more, but he has walked less. Uh, and he is, he's been fine, basically. Um He's hit for for a bit more power, and overall, in his first sixty or so plate appearances, he's been about as productive as he was in two thousand eleven when he wasn't really swinging at anything. Uh, even though he has kind of a, a low BABIP, which I assume is is bad luck. I haven't I haven't really looked to to see if he's had some line drives that were right at people or anything yet. But uh, I don't know. It's kind of interesting that. That would happen all of a sudden. So, is the goal? Would you would you say from talking to him is the goal to hit more balls hard, uh, or is the goal to make to keep pitchers honest? I mean, is this a reaction to pitchers' adjustment to him? Yeah, Long Kevin Long seemed to suggest that. I mean, Gardner said that he's I don't know. He just tries to hit line drives, uh, and Kevin Long said that yeah, that that was kind of part of it that that they're hoping that if he doesn't let all those balls just go down the middle, that that it will kind of keep pitchers honest. Although, I mean, I guess uh, if he does start swinging at all those hittable pitches, then he will stop getting so many because he's, he's also had one of the highest rates of pitches in the strike zone, uh, yeah. which you would expect because he's right. a guy without a lot of power. Um, and also because he doesn't swing at those pitches or, or didn't before now. So I wonder what that, the yeah, it will be. That, I mean, that seems like kind of the point is that he, he had this equilibrium with pitchers that was working for him. Eventually, the, the pitchers uh, kind of try to take some of that away from him by throwing him strikes down the middle. And if you don't swing at them, uh, then, then they get the edge. And if you do swing at them, you maybe sort of force them to stop doing that. So it might be that the goal is to keep the equilibrium just like he wants. I mean, it, it, it could conceivably be the case that this wouldn't affect his walk rate at all because if pitchers no longer can you know, throw strikes right down the middle to him, they have to be a little bit more cautious and he might get fewer pitches in the strike zone and he might get more walks. I mean, the, the, the key is, I think, is is to be aggressive in the strike zone to not be aggressive uh all over the place Mm -hmm. what's what's interesting though is that i mean gardner is a guy who uh as i recall uh he's been a long shot since forever like Mm -hmm. if i'm if i'm remembering the story correctly he was a walk-on at college he went to like a junior college and he uh he didn't hit a ball out of the infield during tryouts, and so he like left after tryouts, and he he didn't get a call telling him he was off the team, so he just kept coming. <laughs> uh, like he didn't actually ever 
make the team. He just kept showing up until he was on the team or something along those lines. And so I presume, I mean, I don't know this, but I presume that this has been the, the, his strategy for many years. It's been the way he turned, you know, no, no ability into some ability and turned no career into some career. And you wonder about kind of changing that approach now, because the fact, is that Brett Gardner probably isn't very good at hitting like other people hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably not good at hitting strikes. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's really good at taking balls. And you want to preserve the ability to do that, and so you have to do some things. I mean, you obviously, you have to take a bat, for instance. If he didn't take a bat up, <laughs> um, he would, you know, he, his walks would presumably drop, even though he swung never. Mm-hmm. And so you do have to take a bat, and, you know, he's sort of has to prove that he has the, 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 the figurative bat uh, in this in this analogy or whatever this is that I'm losing myself into. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, ideally, ideally what we want is to see Brett Gardner virtually the same mm-hmm. because that's what he does. Um, you just have to figure out a way to keep doing that. Now, in the past, I've looked at, I, I've, I've sort of looked a little bit at guys who do this, like A.J. Ellis, is one and Reggie Willits is one whose value is basically in their ability to to take pitches, um, and the amount of adjustment that pitchers do is actually like a lot less than you would think. There is some, um, and so you do have to you know like I say do something to keep them honest. But it's sort of amazing how um, how little adjustment there is. Um, you know you can take uh, the first pitch fifty straight plate appearances. And the pitch that you get in the 51st is not really that much different than it was in the first. Um, there's some adjustment, but it's not as much as you would think because mm-hmm. pitchers, pitchers basically – actually, I was just talking about this with someone um, recently at, at the Angels game. Uh, pitchers, the, when you're trying to decide what pitch to throw, the hitter's tendency is basically the third priority. They basically want to throw their pitches. And um, so I don't know how much – and it doesn't really – you know the 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 batter is only relevant sort of in as much as like you know you kind of consider it, but it's usually not the defining thing uh, when you're making that choice. So uh, I don't know how much pitchers have adjusted to Brett Gardner. I don't know how much this will change the way they pitch him, mm-hmm. but uh, I sort of hope that it doesn't change Brett Gardner because my my sense is it won't work all that well. Yeah, I'm if it well, if it does. It's I mean he didn't have a an extended period of of being terrible that prompted this, um, which is kind of interesting. I mean, it's not like this was a response that he had to make to keep himself, uh, to make himself a viable major leaguer. He wasn't like a, a fringy guy before this when he was healthy. I mean, in 2011, he wasn't as productive as he was in 2010, and he did walk less. Um, I don't know whether whether this is a response to that. He was still basically a a league average hitter roughly which made him a really valuable player because of all the other things he does um but i don't know i mean he i guess he's not that great when when he puts the ball in play i mean you would expect a guy like brett gardner to have a really high babip every year and beat out a ton of base hits and uh i guess he he does get a fair amount of infield hits but his Babip is, I mean, career 317, which is not particularly impressive for a, a ground ball speed guy. Um, so, 
yeah, it will be kind of interesting to see what happens if he continues to put the ball in play more. Uh, I don't know. He's He has been one of my favorite players for a while just because I just never saw anyone like him. Uh, when I was growing up as, as someone who watched the Yankees all the time and rooted for the Yankees, they're just there weren't a lot of players like this. I mean, there were a lot of patient hitters in, in the kind of dynasty Yankees lineups, but, but not so much guys who were great defensively and great speed stolen base guys uh, and guys who beat out infield hits. I guess there were some, but not really quite in the mold of Brett Gardner. So when he showed up, he was just kind of a, a new creature to me, something I had not really watched uh, on a regular basis before, and it was really fun to watch him. And I do remember when he was in the minor leagues, as you were saying, I mean, his his numbers were good then and his walk rates were good then, but people questioned whether it would translate or whether he would be one of those guys who doesn't really have the, the power um, to keep pitchers honest and would kind of turn into what... D. Gordon has kind of turned into so far, uh, where he wouldn't really be able to to use his speed because he wouldn't be able to get on base enough. But he has managed to do that, and I guess this is the the latest evolution in his effort to do that. So I will be watching with interest. You know what else is weird, Ben? No. Uh, so he doesn't have any steals this year, mm-hmm. and uh, Carlos Gomez doesn't have any steals this year, and Jose Altuve doesn't have any steals this year. And in fact, steals are down a lot. There's uh, last year there were there was a steal every 1.5 games, which is actually uh, there's two games played for every game. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the home team and the visiting team. So actually, a little bit more than a. You know, you know what I mean. Yes. A steal every 1.5 games this year. There's a steal every two games, which mm-hmm. is a significant difference, and their success rate is unchanged. Um, so defenses are. It seems that defenses are making it harder to steal. I wonder if that's a early season fluke or a thing. But we'll probably. You know what? Now that I think about it, we'll probably talk about it <laughs> at some point in the next couple of days. Okay. And so we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> drop that little bomb on everybody and mm-hmm. make them wait for the rest. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so that's 184. We'll be back tomorrow with 185, and I'm going to go watch the rest of the Mariners-Tigers game. All right.